welcome to another episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. Plenty of high school football discussion for you, as always, this week on the episode. But uh, first, want to send our deep condolences and sympathies to everyone there at Moeller High School. Uh, on Monday, Moeller High School announced the passing of 2020 graduate Michael Curran, a former starting point guard for the Crusaders basketball team and a Man of Moeller Award recipient, uh, by all accounts. A uh, very strong young man of faith and character and uh, was involved in a lot there at uh, the high school. So definitely want to send along our deep condolences. I know his sister attends Mount Notre Dame High School. I want to send our deep sympathies to them as well. We have a story for you on WCPO.com about Michael's lasting legacy there within the high school. This High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the play of the game is always chicken. Log into the Chick-fil-A app for easy contactless ordering. Coming up a little bit later, I'll have discussion with Lakota West head football coach Tom Bolden about the Firebirds 21-7 victory at Fairfield last week as the Firebirds moved to 4-0 for the first time since the 2012 season. But first, a discussion with Kings head football coach Alex Garvin and two of his standouts for the Knights this season. The Knights are 3-0 for the first time since the 2015 season, and uh, they play at West Claremont this Friday night. Coach Garvin, want to bring you in here to the conversation. Thanks again for doing this. And uh, uh, what's been the biggest key to success uh, so far for, uh, for the Knights here through uh, four weeks? Man, the biggest key is it's probably hard to put a finger on. We've, we had a great off season. Um, we have a, a fantastic senior class. So I think if I, if I had to put something on it, it was probably the, the way these guys worked uh, since December. Uh, no one thing probably uh, in, in the games, but they're totally bought in. And, uh, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about culture. Uh, we've talked a lot about work ethic and uh, buying into to the overall mission. And, uh, you know, these guys have worked so hard and, and put so much energy into the offseason, even through all of the quarantine stuff. And, um, we found ways to be on the field in June and July when it was weird and um, didn't feel totally normal. But um, our coaches are bought in. We got two great schemes on offense and defense, and uh, obviously great players. Great players help, um, but they're 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 aligned and and they're having a great time. And they're having fun and they're playing hard together. Uh, kind of when you when you blend all those things together with great talent like our seniors have, uh, it kind of melts together pretty well. So we're loving it. Ty, how much fun are you and your teammates having so far? Oh, it's awesome. You know, just getting to be around them all the time and. Just having a bunch of fun, it's, it's, it's awesome. I'm going to get to you here in a little bit. Uh, 217 yards rushing, six touchdowns last week. Uh, right now, if anybody's counting, 637 rushing yards, 15 touchdowns in three games. JJ, I want to ask you a little bit about your, um, your season so far and uh, kind of exchange messages with Coach a little bit. I understand you didn't play your junior year, but uh, you have an interesting story of how you uh, rejoined the group here for your senior season. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, pretty much just all my buddies were playing and they're like, it'd be awesome if you came back on the team and I missed it, obviously. So then I got back into it and I love it. Tell me about how much fun you're having. Good coach is saying you're having the time of your life, just, uh, just being so consistent there on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. I like, uh, just running around playing with all teammates, doing my job and pretty much winning. Coach is shaking his head with a nice smile there. So <laughs> must be the key ingredients to success there. But, uh, Tell me about, you talked about the uniqueness of this season, Coach. I mean, everybody's talked about this throughout the city, throughout the entire state, let alone Midwest and everything else. Um, 
but just tell me about how things went for you guys to prepare for this season to get ready. I'm sure you knew you had a talented group coming into it, but nothing can prepare you for the uncertainty that we all experienced this past summer into, into August. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was, it was very um, uncertain. You know, I mean, everybody went through a range of emotions. You know, we talked about the roller coaster that, you know, some days everything was great and we were feeling really optimistic. And then there were days that you just felt like there's no way we're going to actually play a football season this year. And then you hear states canceling football and college football getting canceled and, you know, schools going remote learning. And it just started to feel very unlikely. And, um, you know, we do have a, we have a great, talented group of kids. But um, again, our, our coaches and our kids just stayed so focused, even in the up and down roller coaster, um, you know, and finding ways to still enjoy playing football in the summer and not taking anything for granted and trying to find ways to to still look forward to what could potentially be. And, um, and then obviously it looked pretty promising. And then we got shut down going into the Winton Woods week. And it's just, I mean, crushing, just, I think a lot of hearts broken. Um, that week was, was a really hard week. And so I think when you start to feel how important it is and how fragile it is, uh, and you just, you know, every day you come in, you're like, Hey, we got an opportunity to, to prepare and play football. And, you know, there's games getting canceled on Friday nights right before the game happens. And, um, you know, so, I mean, it, it, you take nothing for granted. And you just you, you go out there and you you push yourself for another week and, um, you know, let the chips fall as they go. But our guys are so good at, at staying focused and, and not letting a lot of those distractions hit them. And um, they love winning. You know, winning takes care of a lot of some of those blues. But um, I think they know they're they're talented and they know that if they play hard together, that we have a chance to make something special. So. Um, you know, that makes coming to coming to practice every day and, and putting up with some of the weirdness and some of the uncertainties, you know, worth it. Because um, if we get a chance to kick off again on a Friday night, well, that makes it all worth it. What was your message to the guys? You mentioned just the, the heartbroken feeling after not being able to play Wenton Woods. I mean, what how did you, you know, what's I, mean, I imagine the word is maybe resilience or perseverance through that. I mean, what was what was uh, said to the guys? Yeah, I mean, it was it was essentially uh, it, it, it was crushing. It was hard, and I told him, I said, "Don't don't expect it to be easy, uh, and take it." You know, you probably need a day or two to, I mean, almost mourn and just kind of be like, you know, sad. You know, and and then I said, and then we got to get back on the line and we got to push through it. And, you know, we had a lot of guys that stayed at home for two weeks and uh, they had to zoom in and do you know board work on zooms and and film time and probably exercised on their own in their backyard and. Um, you know, we just kept telling them, so we, we got a game. We play Anderson next Saturday. That was our message the whole time. So, you know, this isn't a death sentence. It's just, it sucks and it's sad. And, but in the end, we got to, we got to get prepared for another one. So, um, and then, and then they did. And then I think once we got out there and kicked off against Anderson, it felt like, oh, okay, now it feels a little bit more normal again. So, also helps for a big victory on the road too yeah. against a conference opponent. Uh, yeah. Ty, tell me a little bit about that. I've talked to a lot of coaches and student athletes. Uh, a lot of them are very grateful for this opportunity. And it's almost kind of a, um, for lack of a better term, almost, you know, your your zone or your sanctuary, your playing field or your court, or whatever it might be for your fall sport. But do you have that same feeling where you feel like if you're on the football field, everything else really doesn't matter matter for those two hours? Yeah, I mean, knowing that anytime it could have gotten shut down and just like having to work out and go to practice with that in your mind, in the back of your head all the time, like, oh my gosh, we, we could not have practice tomorrow. Like that could easily be taken away from us at any moment. And just pushing through that. And then 
right when we got on the field at Anderson, I mean, during the national anthem, I just remember my, I got like tears in my eyes because I was like, I was so ready to just go out there and just hit somebody and score a touchdown and jump around with my teammates. And I was just, it was crazy. I mean, it was super exciting to finally get that moment. JJ, obviously not playing last year, um, but coming back this season, I mean, how unique has this been for you? Or, or, or has it been just every week it has been an opportunity just to, to get better and better for you and your teammates? Um, it's definitely been weird with nothing being guaranteed, but every opportunity we do get, it's been awesome. Now, uh, Coach, tell me about uh, these two guys here. Uh, guy, the running back, senior running back, Ty Stilski. Uh, he's had quite the spotlight <laughs> this this uh, season for you guys, and uh, I know you probably never tire about uh, talking about his his uh, performances, uh, six touchdowns a week ago. But tell me about what what really motivates him, what drives him at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, we picked these two guys because they've been um, by far our two most consistent performers on both sides of the ball. JJ's had a fantastic year. Um, Coach Volker, our defensive coordinator, just talks about him every Saturday about how consistent he's being, um, you know, and, and it's a new defense and it's got a lot of reads and um, really the Sam and, and the and the field safety require a lot of quarterbacking on that side of the ball. And, and JJ's just done awesome for us. We're so grateful to have him back. And um, obviously we knew coming into the year ties the, the reigning running back of the year uh, in the conference and you know, I, I know we've got some good running backs in this area, but there, there isn't anybody in my book better than Ty. Uh, I think he shows it. I think when he's on the field, uh, you know, he's a bear to tackle. And um, he's got great vision and toughness, um, blocks well, runs routes well. I mean, it's a full package for me. And um, it's fun to, to watch him out there doing his thing. And, and it's fun to, you know, our O line is, has been awesome. Uh, they're mowing people down all three games. Um, you know, Lebanon had a huge defensive front and, uh, by the second half, they were creating big old gaps for our guys. And, um, you know, when you get an opportunity to, to watch somebody special like Ty, you know, obviously he's right here. He probably doesn't love me talking about him like that, but it's just, you know, you, you, that, that talent is rare. And, and when you put talent alongside of a, a work ethic like Ty's, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't miss a day probably working out. Um, you know, he's a great leader. He's a good teammate. He loves to have fun and joke around and play. Uh, and then nobody loves to win and, and do well as much as Ty. So, you know, he's got a strong, uh, you know, leadership, work ethic, and, and just pushes himself. So really, when you couple that with a, with a unique talent, in my eyes, the best running back in the city, you know, it's, it's fun to get him out there on Friday nights for sure. About that praise, Ty. What's your response to that? <laughs> I mean... You don't hear that every day. I mean, that was nice to hear. <laughs> What's it like uh, having your younger brother on the team? Just curious. Ryan's a junior kicker. There. I mean, it's it's a little different. I had Jake and I had Jake, and I mean, he was like senior captain, like leader of the team, and everything. And then now it's Ryan, the kicker, who just. I mean, it's it's fun. It was the co- the coolest part was him uh, getting an onside kick. That was probably like. I've never been so proud of him other than that. I mean, that was awesome. So, what game was that? I mean, it's fun. It's fun. Anderson. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's different than having Jake, but it's it's still awesome having him on the team. Yeah, Ryan's a unique story. Ryan's the captain of our soccer team, one of the captains of our soccer team. So, he's playing, you know, lots of football and soccer each week, and uh, he's a great athlete too. But for us, he just comes over and kicks on Friday nights and sometimes during the week, and then um, is having a good soccer season too. All right, I'm going to segue in this for a question for JJ since he's got the goat behind him, <laughs> at least in my book, even though I, I 
you know, I covered LeBron when he was in high school, but uh, tell me about why Ty is the GOAT for the city of Cincinnati right now in terms uh, of running backs. He runs hard. He's quick. He's shifty. He follows his blocks. Not much more to say about him. What's he, what's he like to go against in practice? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> Why do you say that? Oh, I've, him and I have been friends for a very long time, and we just compete with each other every day, and it's fun. Tell me about what uh, Kings football mean, means to each one of you guys. JJ, just start start with you. And you mentioned how um, playing again your senior season, how special that is for you. And just tell me about just you know growing up with a lot of these guys and and, and being able to play for your senior season, even under these unique circumstances. Yeah, it's definitely a close family and brotherhood that we all share. And uh, a lot of memories have been made so far. And even though nothing's guaranteed, we make every opportunity we get. Ty, tell me the same thing for you. Same question. Why is Kings football so important to you? I mean, it's like it's like my second family. I mean, those guys are my brothers out there. And I mean, most of them are my best friends. I mean, I hang out with them every day. We go out to lunch after almost after every practice. And I mean, they're just... There's nothing like it. There's nothing like the bond we share. Coach, tell me a little bit about uh, this week, West Claremont, and then, uh, you know, looking to wrap up the regular season. Also, give me a thought on uh, everybody making the playoffs because I'm kind of curious what your your thought is on that. Yeah, you know, that, that part of it didn't really sink in until the last week or so, just knowing that it felt so far away and there were so many other things to have to try to do each week. But, um, I mean, West Claremont is, is really the, the only thing on our minds right now. I mean, obviously we have plans for the future, but um, they're, they're a good team, uh, you know, and, and, you know, they played Winton Woods hard, they played Lebanon hard, and uh, they got a big front, um, and, and they punched us in the mouth last year, week 10, uh, beat us at West Claremont. Um, they had a really good scheme for us. They've been running the wing tee for as long as I can remember back when they were Glen Esty, and, um, you know, and, and Nick does a great job over there. And his kids are always tough and uh, play really hard all the way through the whistle. So, um, you know, our guys are taking this week uh, pretty serious and know that West Claremont is our last loss, you know, on the on the record books week 10 last year and um, kind of knocked us out of the playoff race. And, and we have a little sour taste in our mouth there. So excited to go back over there and play them. Got Loveland next week. And then, you know, we haven't seen a bracket for the playoffs, but, uh, you know, with 25 teams in the region, looks like there's going to be some buys and, some seating, so uh, you won't know until kind of the week going into the playoffs what your what your lot is. Uh, so, you know, there's it, it makes it a different feel this year because you know you're usually watching all of the Joe Itell Harbin ratings come out and what's it you know who are we matching up likely with and things like that. And this year it's a little bit of um, just play your game, play as hard as you can, and uh, the chips will fall when you get there and you play whoever comes across your field on Friday night. I'm starting to hear people asking me, like, do you think this could, like, be something that could be happen in the future? And obviously, uh, to me, I, you know, I still think the computer point system will be here for 2021. They've already expanded it a little bit. But mm-hmm. do you have any sense on what other coaches are? I'm trying to get an opinion out of you is what yeah. I'm trying to do, Coach. Yeah, that's a good – that's a great question. Obviously, Indiana and Kentucky do something similar. And, you know, they move the season up and they, they cut a game off of the end of their end and they make sure that everybody gets in and, and that's been good and well for both of them. I think here in the state, it was it was hard enough pushing it to 12 teams. Um, I think that got a lot of kickback. I think a lot of our teams in Ohio, we love the 10-game schedule. And we've got a lot of rivalries that we want to play, and we want to keep those on the schedule. And, um, you know, we like that it, that the regular season games mean a lot. 
And, uh, you know, moving up to 12 is nice. It's going to get a couple more teams in. But, um, you know, in, in the past, it's been every game mattered. Your non-conference schedule mattered. And, um, who you were beating and how good they were mattered. And it, was, it's, it makes the regular season a, um, an important, uh, you know, thing to be following week in and week out. Senior running back Ty Stilski, head coach Alex Garvin, and also senior outside linebacker J.J. Handorf. Really appreciate your time, and best of luck to the Knights going forward. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Well, a lot of good things happening there with the Kings High School football program. Obviously, Ty Stilski, their outstanding senior running back, uh, had six touchdowns last week in that big 41-20 win over Lebanon. I want to remind everybody that this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play is free chicken. Log into the Chick-fil-A app for easy contactless ordering. But let's talk about another team that is undefeated, Lakota West, the Firebirds with yet another victory at Fairfield and a 21-7 victory, a come-from-behind victory this past Friday night, and uh, looks to be a possible GMC championship on the line two weeks from now. If, if everything holds true with Lakota West and Mason this week. I was able to catch up with Tom Bolden after the game. He wasn't very happy with the way that the Firebirds played, but certainly 21 unanswered points there in the fourth quarter, and uh, the Firebirds found a way to win. I think it's a huge learning moment. I mean, I think we got, you know, in a coach's world, maybe it's the best of, the, the best of everything in terms of um, not playing well, not, not showing up, um, probably not being prepared like we should be. Um, you know, and, and a wake up call for us coaches and a wake up call for, uh, um, you know, for the players, too. And, uh, you know, you, you you win a game and, and, and play ugly. And, and like I said, we played it, but a lot of that had to do with Fairfield. But, uh, um, you know, it's good to come out on top and, and play ugly because now the kids maybe hopefully will get them uh, way more locked in. I was able to catch up with junior defensive back. Alex Afari after the game as well. And he talked about the Firebirds turnaround, not only this season, but uh, within the past calendar year as Tom Bolton has come aboard there in Westchester. We are coach of justice and uh, yeah, we're just patient, brought, brought us together. We woke up and everything. Talk about that interception there. Uh, it was right to me. It was great. It was right to me. I was just in the right um, position to pick it off and take it to the end zone. I think the biggest difference is for just turning around the program with what coaches brought to you guys. I mean, what's the biggest difference for you guys right now? Um, all, all our players are real close. Like when when Coach Cox was here, on the old staff were here, we wasn't that as close as we are um, uh, this year. And our coaches, just great coaches. What's it mean to be 4-0 right now? Uh, I feel great. Uh, I, I feel like we're going to be undefeated and we're going to go all the way to state. That's the goal. Well, certainly a lot of area teams that are still undefeated as we head into week five of the Ohio high school football season, the OHSA announced the regions for the playoffs. You definitely want to be sure to check that out. We'll have all the, the playoff coverage covered for you on WCPO.com. Also check out my feature on Anderson senior quarterback, Jackson Kuhn wrote about him and his family connection to the Anderson football program. Certainly a unique story for him, his dad and everybody there uh, within the Anderson team. That's all we have for you this week. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you next week. We'll be right back.